I don't know where all my time went I don't know how to define it So tell me how do I fight it When it feels so wrong It's on the tip of my tongue It's every line in this song The little things have been with me all along Okay, so you know how we just write things sometimes on our list and we don't understand what that means? Sure, but... What does cows in mean? Sophie, I'm sorry. Nope. Is this about our previous cow thing? Sweetie, we don't don't have time for this. Should I get rid of... Look at me. Should I wipe this off the list? This isn't what we're doing. What do you mean? I've decided the episode. So... what do you, oh, last episode, oh, yeah, wait, yeah, yeah. okay, no, hold on, quiet coyote, so last episode, my sweet baby sister, you really struggled with some basic concepts, and, and you've struggled with basic concepts in the past, and I've let it slide up until now, but we've reached this point of critical mass, I feel like, where it's time. Okay, wait, what, what did it, what pushed you over the edge? I think it was calling watermelon dragon fruit. I think that was the final straw. We've had a vegetable game episode already yeah, on the I, show. I, but 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 that's not the only situation where, where this is the case. Such as your solar death laser Tesla Wi-Fi machine that you built as well. It so, would work if you did it right. So, sweetie, 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 it's time. What? I'm taking you back to preschool. <laughs> I have arranged a series of teachers to teach Whoa. you, like a toddler, Whoa. various concepts Whoa. that most people know or maybe should know. I've arranged everybody in the household to come in and teach you. On this episode of Usual Bet, Sophie goes to preschool. Okay, hold on. Let me let me get this straight. Mm-hmm. So instead of we're doing our usual show. Yes. Where we, like, talk about nothing. Yes. You have, you have orchestrated the... The people in this house yes. to teach me things. Which was extraordinarily difficult. There's a lot of them. And they're all going to teach you things. I've okay, got my like thing. What? Like, okay. Okay, is this like like basic math? Because, like, I can pass basic math. No, it's like, I think my mommy has, like, some horse facts. Pudding wants to teach you about the known laws of aviation. Uh, I, I, I've I got some stuff I want to come in on. I think Kimmy wants to eat with color theory. Like, we've got we've got a ton of stuff. This I is, like, it's everything. I know color theory. Well, I'm not really great at <laughs> Okay. All right. I think this could be a fruitful endeavor. I think it could me be learning, a very fun endeavor. some stuff. Uh, all right. I'm here for it. It's it's a bit of a it's a bit of a double feature here because it's like he, the first part is does she know this thing if it's Probably a basic thing? Not. <laughs> and if you don't, that's funny. And if you do if you do not know it and then you get, you get to be taught it and it's really good. And All right. Do, okay, okay. Okay. I have a I have a thing. Okay. For our bet this week then. Okay. I want I want, if I can pass all of these classes. All of these classes. Okay. Maybe I get one freebie. Okay. Like one, and, like, and a pass I, I, to, I can drop one class. A pass is your instructor. My instructor Acknowledges that you at least have a rudimentary understanding of this concept. My, my instructor gives me a passing grade. That is, I will ask, did I pass this class? They will say yes or all no. Right. And I like that you have one freebie because I feel like if Kimmy's aware of the conditions here, she'll fail you no matter what. <laughs> hey, no, okay, no one, no one can know the conditions. Okay, they just have to pass pass fail you yes okay i like this usual right. bet okay <laughs> all right hey oh. i'm listen i 
I understand there are some gaps in my knowledge. I'm here to learn. <laughs> I want I want to learn all the things. Sophie goes to preschool. Okay, Sophie goes to preschool. Okay, start us out with the opener. Oh, okay. Welcome to the usual bat and 18 up age play discussion podcast. Every week we make a bat and the losers and diapers for the next episode. I am the non-Newtonian baby preschooler, Sophie Elizabeth. Woo! That's you. I am the big sister and and I guess like the like the dean of this preschool because I've I've orchestrated this. Is that, Dude, do, do I don't preschools, think preschools have deans? I think it's their principals. What if like it's a really prestigious preschool, I like like a luxury preschool. preschool? I still think it's principals. I want to be a dean. I think it's principals. I want to go with dean. You can be a principal. Oh, okay. Principals get to do spankings, right? No. I've read so many funny stories where principals do spankings. What do you mean I don't get to spank? I've had What's the like point three of being a principal? in my life, and I don't think any of them have spanked me. <laughs> Good. <laughs> all right. All right. So I'm going to get our, our first friend on. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm ready to learn. I'm here for this, this new class. Let's do it. Okay. All right. I'm back. I have brought your first instructor, Miss Kimberly. Hello, hey. I'm Miss Kimberly. I'll be your instructor today. She is going to talk to you about... What do you... Okay, what's my first lesson? All right, your first lesson is magenta is not a real color. Okay. Okay. <laughs> now, I'll start by saying I've seen it. So yeah. it... So describe magenta to me. Okay. It's like... It's what it is. Uh, it's what it is. It's like... It's like pink, but it's not really pink. Okay, why is it not really pink? It's like purple. But it's not really purple. No, it's like in between it. It is. It's like how blue-green is between blue and green. That's right! But if we look at the spectrum of light, the rainbow. Yeah. You know the rainbow? Yes. You know the colors of the rainbow? Yes. What's the first color of the rainbow? What's the last color of the rainbow? Purple or violet. That's right. Who you're talking to. And that's why infrared is invisible to one side of red. Okay. And ultraviolet. Oh my gosh. Hold on a second. (laughs) Wait a minute. Okay. So infrared goes from, so light is from infrared to red and then it goes all the way to violet and then it's ultraviolet. ultraviolet. Yes. That makes so much sense. Okay. Your face. I never thought about it, but that makes sense that that, that the two kinds of light you hear people talk about a uh-huh. lot are infrared and ultraviolet, and they're at the ends of the, the color spectrum. Uh-huh. I never thought about this. Oh my gosh, this is so wild. All right. Okay. I'm glad I'm the first okay. lesson. Okay. Now, why <laughs> is so that? Cool. Why It's is a what? spectrum, right? Oh, okay. So well, what's changing on the spectrum? Okay. Light is wave waves correct we have waves and the length of the waves between crests dictates the color of the light that is absolutely correct you're I so smart so good at this you're so I'm good at already this. passing this okay class. so uh which one has the shortest wavelength and which one has the longest wavelength can i google it yes <laughs> oh i can yeah oh i can use my phone for this yes. where's my phone your yeah. phone's right this, here this, this one's an open book test okay cool I'll all right google it really quick um is wavelength long on red? Let's see what that says. Red has shorter waves. Blue has high frequency and carries more energy. Uh huh. No, red has longer waves. Okay, red has red has longer waves. Blue, blue has shorter waves, which means that purple has shorter waves than blue. 
Correct. So red red's waves are long. That's so right. So ultraviolet waves are super short. Like they're like <laughs> just like <laughs> infrared waves are like boom boom boom. That's correct. Cool. Okay. Got it. So if red is on one side of that spectrum and violet is on the other side of that spectrum. Yeah. And magenta is red violet. Where is it on the spectrum? Oh no. <laughs> uh, oh no. What? 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 So where's green on the spectrum? It's between them. It's kind of in the but middle. It's because it's, it, it's red, orange, green. But red, orange, magenta yellow. Red, orange, yellow would go the other way, right? But. Magenta's red, violet. But that'd but, just be in the middle, but it can't but be. But it can't be. That's like green, <laughs> yellow, green, right? Uh-huh. Oh, no. Okay, wait. Hold on. Where's pink? Pink is... Um, uh, it's a red mixed with white. Okay, so can I mix a red with purple? How? Well, I mixed a where, red with white. Where, right, but white is the combination of the entire visible spectrum, right? Is it? Okay, it is. yeah, no, that makes sense. It is. Okay. Okay, hold on. My brain hurts. <laughs> um, okay, so how do you combine white with red? How do you combine white with red, So, Because can't you just do the same with purple? Can't you just say... Can hit... you? Can you? But where does it exist on the spectrum? Well, where does pink exist on the spectrum? You're right. Okay. So magenta is not a real color. Because it doesn't exist on the spectrum. Pink could exist on that spectrum because it's part of red, right? It's a different intensity of red. Okay. Okay. So, hold on. Is the wavelength of pink and the wavelength of red the same? Yes. Then how do you know the difference? Because it's mixed in with white light. But how do you do that? Yes. How do you differentiate so them So let's from talk about that. Sophie. Okay. Sophie. Yeah. What are the primary colors? Blue, yellow, red. For pigments, that's true. When you're mixing paints, that's absolutely true. Yes. But it's not true for light. In light. Is this like printers? No. Cyan? Uh, <laughs> what is cyan? I don't know. Cyan is the perfect intersection of blue and green. Is it? It is. Okay, so cyan, yellow, in red, right? Isn't that no? Isn't that no, the printer third one's colors? Magenta. What? Yeah. Cyan, yellow, and magenta. It's C M Y K. So it's What's cyan. K? I don't remember. C C is cyan. Yes. M is magenta. Yes. Y is, is yellow. Yellow. What is yellow? What's K? It had to do with the DPI or something. I don't remember. I'm Googling it. All right, you Google said this out. is an open book test. Yes. I'm Googling it. What is K and okay. CMYK? CMYK. K. K is key, apparently. Okay, K is key, uh -huh. which I think is black, because combining the, the three colors makes black in the middle... And then combining the individual colors makes red, blue, and green. Which is why I was thinking red, blue, and green. Right. But you said red, blue, and yellow. Why did I say that? Because that's correct when you're talking about pigments. 
when you're talking about mixing I paint. learned in art class that red, blue, and yellow are the colors. That the is true. Colors. In paint. But for printers... But for light! For printers, it's cyan, magenta, yellow, and key. But we're talking about light. Okay. Which is... Is light a diff... Is... Is... Is there another... I already... There are more <laughs> primary colors! The primary okay. colors of light are red, blue, and green. Or RGB. Does that sound familiar? Yes, but... So... The... The CMYK... The colors are red, blue, green. Yes, when you that's mix true. two like magenta and yellow make red, magenta and cyan make blue, and ma- and cyan and yellow make green. Right. So that's because. So wait, why did we get to magenta and yellow and cyan? How did we split <laughs> these up? Why did we split these up? Because you thought about printing. No, but how did they get? How did they get here? Okay. okay. So, so if green, red, and blue. Are hold on, wait a second. If green, red, and blue <laughs> are the primary, are the primary colors. colors of light. Yes. Then we're sitting here and we're like, okay, but now now that we have primary colors of light, how can we make it into a printer? And then we thought, okay, well, what we need to do is we need to take red and blue and find the middle ground, and then we need to find yellow or green and red and find the middle ground. Then we need to do blue and green and find the middle ground. Correct. And that's why we get magenta, yellow, and cyan. Correct. Okay. Okay. I'm following. All right. I'm with you so okay. far. Okay, cool. How does that happen? Um, math. You you math it. You, you math do, it. You do the math. Okay. All right. I can work with that. Okay. All right. When light bounces off of an object. Oh, I know this. Okay. So, objects absorb light. Correct. So, if you would... I like this game because if you assume that color instead of being a perception is a reality then you the world exists in an inverse state than the way that you perceive it yeah because the objects absorb the light that you don't see Uh uh-huh and you see all the light that That bounces off that bounces off because that's what goes into your eye yeah so the world if in a truly real state if you were to subtract the subjective perception of of humans from the world, yes, which is if you erased concepts of color and color blindness and yes. concepts of um, of uh, perception to that can 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 like lilt one way or another, then the world exists in a completely objective state of an inverse of perfect color. I am so excited to get to the end of this lesson. It's gonna <laughs> blow your goddamn this mind. This is so cool. Okay, okay, I'm so excited. All right, okay, all right. So, so why yellow? <laughs> okay, you got me there. So, what 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 color is the hem of my skirt here? The it's kind of like a green, like a like a foresty yeah, green. Yeah, it's a green. So, okay. what light is bouncing off the green? The green, right? Oh, okay. So it would be the opposite of the green, which is stay with me, stay with me. Okay. The green bounces off and enters your eye. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Okay. The green bounces off. So I'm seeing green. So you're seeing green but because that's the light. The real color is the inverse of green. But we're going to talk about the perceived color. Got it. Okay. Okay. All right. Because magenta is not real. I, I don't okay. know how to address the scene. All right. Inside your eyeball. Uh huh. Uh huh. Is made up of a series of cones. 
You have three types of cones. Yes. Can you guess what they are? Okay. Um, you, it's um, blue. No, wait. Yeah, yes. blue, yes. red, and green. Right. You have three types of cones in your eye. Blue, red, and green. Cool. Okay. That's why you can perceive combinations of colors that otherwise cannot exist. Because you have a red cone that perceives red. And you have a green cone that perceives green. And you have a blue cone that perceives blue. So the way that you get magenta, and it was Sir Isaac Newton that, that figured this out, is if ah, you that use guy. that fucking guy. <laughs> He's such a smarty. So if you take a prism and you split the visible white light into the rainbow, uh -huh. and then you do that again right next to it, and you overlap the end of one with the end of the other, or the red and the violet, you get magenta. Okay. It doesn't exist. So it's like... It's only your perception like, that exists. Okay, I have a new question. Yes. So the concept of exists here is based on wavelength, but what if... So your skirt, right, is yes. green. Yes. That means I'm perceiving green, but the inverse of green is magenta? It gets a little complicated. So if, if I were to put on like, actually, I, I might be able to just do this on my phone. Let me, let me take a picture of your thing. Uh-huh. And invert it. Take a picture. And then I'm going to edit it. Uh-huh. And there's like a mode for this, I think. Yes. Okay. So apparently I can't just invert on my phone, but apparently I can. iPhone lets you just change your whole phone to being being reversed so one second that sounds cursed it really does uh okay i found a classic invert okay oh okay so this okay so the green of the bubble when you click the little thing the green from the bubble because you know you, you turn something on it turns green on iphone yes mm -hmm. it turned magenta yes so, in theory, the light absorbed by your skirt is magenta, but, but we perceive it as green. Here's the part that's going to blow your mind. Okay. What is colorblindness? It's cones? It is. If you have... A deficiency of one or more types of cones or they are not functional then you don't see that color right so if you have no red cones and no green cones you red green color blind right uh-huh which is a really common one they don't function right so red and green appear gray or indistinguishable very similar okay that makes sense okay there are people with four types of cones what do you mean there's people with four types of cones? They're called tetrachromatics. So they're just superior to me in every way. Yes. Oh my gosh. They can perceive colors that you can't imagine, <gasps> Sophie. That's amazing. Now think about this. The intensity and hue of any given color is determined by the number of cones of red, green, or blue in your eye. Uh-huh. Your eye. That makes sense. Not my eye. 
because the number of cones that I have in my eye is different from the number of cones that you Makes have in your sense. eye. So right. we could be both be looking at this green and see completely different things. So if you want to talk about something existing in reality, then you need to take out the concept of perception. But even if you do that, even if you do your inverse, how do tetrachromatics fit in? Oh no. Oh no. Wait, what do you mean? What do they see? I don't know. I don't have four kinds of cones. Well, don't they? Can't you just Google it? Can't you Google find it? Internet? Google it. How, how does the world look to a tetrachromatic? Your phone only uses three colors, red, blue, and green. Oh, no. How does... Your phone is not capable of displaying it. Because you're not capable of perceiving it. Okay, give me a second. <laughs> okay, you're right. Googling did not help me. However, now I have a new question. What? By the way, I googled the tetrachromatic thing, and it seems like they see a lot of, like, grays as, like, colors instead, because, like, it's, like, the opposite of, like, a deficiency where you see a color as gray, they see grays as colors. Uh -huh. That's so cool. Yeah. Imagine. Anyway. Imagine. But now think about how insects perceive things. Because, like, bees are drawn toward oh blues God. and violets and yellows. So they're because they probably hyper-focus those things. They see further into the ultraviolet than we can. That makes sense. So they see colors that we can't imagine. Okay, I have a new thing. What? So you're, you're, the problem is you said magenta's not real. And I will, I will agree that magenta doesn't exist on a visible light spectrum in terms of the of my visual wavelengths but i don't think that that constitutes it not being real because if your if your if your skirt is the inverse of magenta and i'm perceiving the inverse anyway then technically the light absorbed from the skirt is magenta just in, in an imperceivable fashion so so if it's imperceivable but I think that it still exists if it's imperceivable. But every other color can be found on the spectrum. Yeah, but you were just saying that bees can see things that I can't see. And if they can see it, then it makes it real, right? Just because the bees can't tell me that it's not real or is real, that doesn't mean that it is or isn't real. With their little bee dance? Yeah. Like Did you if, know they dance to communicate? I think this is a different topic. <laughs> so, so I think the magenta is real. I challenge your belief structure. I agree that it doesn't exist in the visible light spectrum for a majority, if not all, of human beings, but I disagree that it is not a real thing because I do think it's somewhere on the spectrum that we can't perceive. Does oh. she, she pass? Yeah, absolutely. The whole, the, yes. whole, the whole point of the statement, magenta is not a real color, is to open up the entire discussion on how does a human perceive light? Um, what are the wavelengths of color? How does color itself function? You passed. I passed. You did. You had to oh. fight the teacher. That was the. That was. That the was how you win. It's Kobayashi Maru. I'm gonna. I'm gonna use this against all of the teachers. <laughs> I'm gonna fight all the teachers. All right. Awesome. Thank you, High Kimmy, five. for for teaching her did about you, color did theory. You, did you enjoy that? That was fantastic. Awesome. I'm actually really excited. All right. That we was have... really fun. Yay! I've got lots of those. Okay. I love these things. Okay. I'm glad you're enjoying preschool. I'm gonna go get your next professor. Okay. Come on, Kimberly. Come on. Bye, Zoe. Bye. Thank you for having me on the show. Bye. All right.
All right, I'm back, and I brought Miss Liv, my mommy. Hi, Liv. She's okay. here, and she's going to teach you about... Um, I don't know. Maybe some horse facts. Horse facts. All so right. I know about horses. All right. So I will preface this with saying that what I know about horses is extremely limited to media, and um, my probably uh, viscerally incorrect interpretations of the things I've experienced in real life. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> okay. Um, what do you think when you see a horse? Standing I, in its magnificence in a field. <laughs> like any horse? Sure. I think, what is it plotting? Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean, what is it plotting? It's a, Chloe, it's this a isn't very your normal class. question. It's a very okay, normal okay, question okay, to okay. ask. It's not my class. I'm just they do plot. So, like, have you watched any, like, horse movies? I saw... All right, I've seen Tangled. That has a horse in it. Uh-huh. Um, sure. I think that that, the jack-o'-lantern guy from Sleepy Hollow rides a horse. Great. Yeah. I had a horse mount in World of Warcraft. Okay, so that's, that's great. <laughs> you know less than the average human being. Most people have seen that, like, the fictional horse movies that are, like, really sad or whatever. Like what? Like, uh, like, Black Beauty, which... I saw Balto. Is it close? Yeah, it's basically horse Balto. Okay. But different. All right. So I think I get it. I think sure. I understand horses a little bit. Okay, great. Um, so, okay, this is a fact that always drives me crazy, so I'm sure you're gonna love it. Um, do you know how tall horses are? generally taller than a bread box yes shorter than a house <laughs> depending on the house okay so most horses um no hold on i've seen movies where like someone will go up and pet a horse and they like like hug the horse or something and it's like like a like usually it's just a trailer because i don't watch the actual movie but usually people go up to horses in movies and pet them for some reason and usually their head only comes up to like like halfway up its neck is that what sure just, it's long neck yeah horses have necks <laughs> okay i don't know if there was like a different name for its neck like a like a trottle or a, a, a floor oh it's it's their neck their horse neck okay that makes sense so it, I think hum, an average-sized uh, American movie star woman um, comes up about halfway up the neck. Okay. So that's yeah. like five, six or something. Five, six. So they would be like five, no, six, two. Horses are six, two. All uh -huh. horses are six, two. Yeah. That's what I'm going with. Sure. Uh, well, first of all, you only measure a horse up to its shoulder. What do you mean? When you say how tall a horse is, traditionally, no. you no. the height no. is only taking no. into account no. up to, no. like, it's it's called its withers. Okay, this is... <laughs> <laughs> you bullied her about the horse neck, and then you come out with withers. Chloe, this is not your class! <laughs> Just Chloe! <laughs> you, I will send you out of the room. You keep it quiet. All right, so the withers... Mm -hmm. 
Now, is this in relation to a, a the fact that a horse eventually withers like flowers? No. Okay. <laughs> when a horse is to be finished, it is not <laughs> with a whimper. It is almost always with a bang. What does that mean? It's not the point. I don't want to talk about that. You brought it up. You brought it up. Okay, so we're back. I'm on... trying to get to a point here. Okay, what's your point? So you only, first of all, you only measure up to their their withers, which is like their shoulder. Okay, their so this is this is like how you don't measure an anime character's height by their hair. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so withers and up, including the head neck and the head. Is this because the is their is their anime hair is. <laughs> Is their brain in their body? No. I mean, yes. <laughs> but like in their head. Is your is your brain in your body? Kind of, but not really. Exactly. Okay. Wait a minute. Okay, so why do they only measure up to their withers? Why don't they measure their whole head? Because what? it's really hard to reach all the way. <laughs> is that the reason? Yes. It's too, they're too tall? Traditionally, yes. Oh my gosh, that's so dumb. What about like really long well, necks? So, horses? here's the thing. Question, new question, new question, new question, okay. new question, new question, new question, new question. If I brought a small giraffe, could I pass it off on paper as a horse based on its height? No. <laughs> Why? They don't look, their heads are completely different. It doesn't matter with the head because it only goes up to the shoulders. Yeah, but when it's twenty foot long tongue just flops out of its mouth, <laughs> people are going. Doesn't to Doesn't matter. Big the tongue questions. isn't measured. Also, they're. I think the proportions are just too off. I think no matter what. Okay, is a giraffe a type of horse? No. <laughs> you sound so unsure about that. I is am. this an open book task? Can I, I am, Google it? I am unsure. Okay, yeah, you can Google if giraffes are a kind of horse. Okay. Are giraffes a kind of horse? The internet says... Oh, man. Apparently this is a contentious topic. I didn't expect it to be a contentious topic. I thought it would just say yes or no. Um... Here we go. SafariNerd.com has something to say. I trust. Oh, no, giraffes are not related to horses, although these two animals have many similarities. Both of them come from two different families. Yeah, but my, I came from a different family from one of my brothers, and we're still family. In short, giraffes and horses are two different species. Okay. Yep. Well, I guess not. I guess they're not related. So, generally how that's decided, I assume, is if they can have babies together. And I don't think a horse and a giraffe can have babies together. So. Man, that'd be cool. It would be. We'll put it on the list for the future. Alright. Okay. So, a horse is generally measured up to their withers. Makes sense. Um, usually they're, I, I guess taller ones are usually about 14 to 15 hands high. Hands? Um, hands? Hands? What do you mean hands? Yeah, like a hand. What? No. What? Yes. What do you mean hands? You measure with, you measure a horse with your hands. Up to their shoulders. Hand. So, well, okay. Hands are, hands are different This size. is from. So, like, are they baby hands? Is there a standard hand? Whose hand? Whose hand? 
Whose hand so, is it Sir Gregory horse? It might be. I don't remember who's uh, exactly deciding it, but... A horse the, is named after the man whose hand they're used to measure. Horses. Well, a lot of people measured horses. So, back in the day, horses were used for, like, everything. And they had to, like, figure out how tall their horses were and, like, standardize how much they were worth and So stuff. they used their hands? Because everyone has hands, usually. Okay. I guess this makes sense because I'm pretty yes. sure feet are measured from some dude's feet. Like, I'm yes. pretty sure a guy was like, so, hey, measure my foot. That's a new standard unit of measurement. Yeah, exactly. So look at your hand. Do you see it? Yeah. It's four inches. <laughs> okay, I don't know a whole lot about inches, but I don't think that's true. Yes. Every hand is four inches. And that is how you measure a horse. I don't... I don't think my hand's four inches. I mean, you may have to, like, stretch them a little, but it's four. It okay. has to be. Because that's the unit of measurement. Do you... Okay, I have a new question. When you go to a horse house or wherever horses live, I don't know where they live exactly, but when you go to a horse place, do they have a guy there who has exactly four-inch hands to do the measurements? Uh... No. You have to do them yourself. With your own hands? Yeah, you have hands. <sighs> My hands are not the right size for this. They have to be. Am I not allowed? Okay. Hands are four Okay, inches. sorry, sorry. I clearly, I'm misunderstanding. Let's dial it back. If my hands are not four inches long, am I legally allowed to buy a horse? Probably not. Okay. Because you couldn't possibly measure your horse. <laughs> that makes sense. Okay. What are you going to do if you can't measure how tall your horse is to their shoulders? Which, wait, by the wait, way... Wait, what can I do? <laughs> which, by the way, is why they wouldn't measure all the way up, because a horse is really tall, and you can only get your hands so high. Especially if you have four-inch hands, you're like like an eight-year-old. Yes. So... <laughs> Probably. They can only be as tall as eight-year-olds. I would, I would believe it being based on, like, some street urchin's hands or something. So, the tallest horse is, uh, about 20 hands. Um, and the shortest horse is four hands. Whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So, there is a five times difference between the smallest and the biggest horse. Of, like... All-time world record. And this yes. is, like, adult horse? Yeah. Not, like, baby newborn horse. Both are adults. Okay. That's a pretty vast difference. I, I wish I could conceptualize this because I really don't so, understand how much 20 hands are or 4 hands are. So, the 20-hand horse is around, uh, to the top of his head, I think, 7 feet tall. Okay, hold on. Know. Let's math this. So, if an, a hand is four inches and four hands is the, the thing, then it would be 16 inches, which is 1.25 feet, right? No, 1.33 feet. So, the smallest horse is about one and a third feet tall. And about then would, 16 inches, yeah. Yeah, and then the other horse is five times that. So they would be 16 times 5, which is 56 times 5, 30, 90 inches tall. 90 inches is 
uh, I can math. Uh, six is 72. Seven is 84, so seven and a half. Seven and a half feet tall? Yeah. And that's up to its withers. Or is that I, its maximum it was, amount? It's unclear to me. Okay. <laughs> and regardless, that's it's a very really big It's really frightening horse. to think that that's only up to its withers. Well, I mean, if you're going to standardize possible. a system of measurement... Okay, so here's the thing. You specifically said it's 20 hands. Otherwise, yes. if it was up to its head, it would say in feet. Yeah. So that would mean it's seven and a half hand, or seven and a half feet tall just to its shoulders. That is a massive horse. Yeah. Okay. Very big. They put the two together. But it's the not... The smallest a... and the biggest ones. And it was about the size of its hoof. The tiny one. <sighs> <gasps> are there pictures? There are. Let me see if I can find one. Okay. Here is an image of a child. What? The world's largest horse <gasps> and the world's smallest horse. <gasps> that looks so photoshopped. It's unbelievable. Every single aspect looks photoshopped. <laughs> Every single part of this picture looks photoshopped. The background, both horses, the child, the fence, everything about this this picture is so photoshopped. I've seen it from other angles, so I know it's real. It's very funny. That is a really big horse. You can't climb on that horse. You can't ride that horse. That horse will, like, destroy you. That horse is going to be like our new god. I don't think you could get on it without a ladder, so. Um, okay. okay, I have a new question about horses. Yeah. Okay. Now... I am of the belief that a horse can't sit down because I've never seen one sit down. And if I haven't seen it happen, it doesn't exist. So a horse, I believe, comes out of the horse. The, it's mom horse. It comes out standing. It stands, it's Morse. It's Morse. It stands for its entire life. And then when it finally uh, is no longer standing, its life is over. Mm, yeah. No. So uh, I actually learned this really recently. Horses are only napping when they stand. They have to lie down for REM sleep. So all horses lie down. I've... I've never seen a horse... How much REM sleep do they need? Do They, they don't need, like, eight hours Probably of sleep, Probably a right? normal amount. Maybe they need less. So they stand when they doze because uh, they are afraid of being eaten. And they want to be ready to run away. That's fair. But... I, how have I never seen one not standing, though? Because when they hear you nearby, either in a car or on your feet, they get up. Because they're afraid they're going to be eaten. I suppose that makes sense. Okay, I googled it. A horse sleeps roughly three hours a day. Okay. So I guess that makes sense. So I guess... They do a lot of napping, so maybe that makes up for it. Oh my gosh. I don't... Okay. All right. So that was just a misconception of horses that I had. That's okay. All right. Honestly, I only learned really recently that they even lie down really commonly. I kind of thought they were all just happy standing. I mean, I wouldn't be. No. Okay. So what... Okay. What, what's what's the most important horse thing I need to know? If I, if I have so... a horse or see a horse or anything related to horses at all... If I'm, if someone comes up to me and says, what's the most important thing that you need to know about a horse? And I'm like, oh my God, what do I tell them? Uh, you tell them that they are powerful. They are powerful? Oh, like horsepower. Yes. Okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. I have one more horse fact. 
and I have mentioned it before, and Chloe's mentioned it before, uh, racehorse names are known to be very crazy. What do you think the average racehorse is named? The average? I guess not average. No. Simba. No. Stallion. Mustang. Okay, so none of that's possible because you can only use a, a name for a racehorse once in history. No horse can share a name with another horse. In the world? As, as long as they are a registered racehorse, yes. No horse can have the same name. Okay, so on one hand, I think this is ridiculous. On the other hand, I'm thinking, man, this would really simplify a lot of problems we have in society if we could just make everyone have a different name. The issue is, then you have to start naming them things like Skippy Longstocking. That's a great name. Or, I don't. Or Early Voting. <laughs> what? Or Barbara Bush. I think that one's taken. Not by a racehorse. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> okay, but still, I still <laughs> think that this is a better way to go about the world. Like, You're right. Like, you... If what, you... What, if you what, what if you're... No, actually, you know what? I, I have it for you. So, yes, a, a horse horse name always has to be unique. And um, there is a quiz I found online that will tell you what your racehorse <gasps> name should be. Oh my gosh! Let me... Okay. Here you go. Okay. What Scroll would, down. What would your racehorse name be? Trier Generator. Okay. Um, what is your favorite color? Blue. What do you wish for most? Power. No, probably luck. What is your best trait? Um, talent. I do like talent as my best trait because it really exemplifies... That I am more than just, like, a single talent. It's my talent itself. It's yes. the talent in all things that is my best You trait. are talented. All right. My horse name is... This is the best name. Oh, my gosh. This is such a good name. I'm not... I'm not going by Sophie anymore. What is it? My new name, everyone. Hi. Welcome to The Usual Bet. I am the baby sister encounter extraordinaire laser secret. <laughs> Laser Secret. That's a what very a powerful good one. name. Oh, That's I'm an so incredible into it. name. Um. So yeah, they're named like that. Your name is now Laser Secret. Um. There is a a horse name that got really popular recently because uh, their name was Potatoes, <gasps> and it is Pot, the number eight, and then O oh. apostrophe S. But also you could spell it as P O T. Oh, 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 oh. Poto! Okay, that's a really good first name. There's also one Not named... as good as Laser Secret, but... Laser Secret's really good. I'm very proud of your new official racehorse name. Thanks. I'm going to register the horse NASCAR. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... The state champion horse yep. NAS... Horse yeah. race. Yep. Uh, the... Uh, champ, champion, champion spin. Um, the, 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 the bunny, uh, horse run. 
I saw it on the TV before they chased something. You, you sure did, champ. <laughs> <laughs> there are other names like um, R with a lot of R's because their parent horses had R's and they just added more R's for each horse in the the horse line. See, but then if I had my own horse, I would pick the next name. I would name my horse like R, but add another R and then like it would break the tradition because they'd be like, oh my gosh, now we can't use that name anymore. I guess technically you could do that. Yes. Who's stopping you? Well, I can't name myself that because I'm Laser Secret. Yeah, you already registered Laser Secret. (sighs) Damn. Okay. Has she passed your horse class? Oh, yes. How did I do on your horse class? Did, did um, I get a passing grade? Yeah, you're you're definitely at least ten hands high. <laughs> G- good. Probably. Probably more than that. Okay. Thank you so much for Woo! teaching me. Thanks for having me. It was fun. All right. Thank you, Mama Bear, for teaching her. Of course, it is baby time bear. for me to get her next instructor. Okay. Have fun. All right. I'm back with your next instructor. It's... Did I say mister? Do you... I've only ever thought of, like... He's a boy. I've only ever thought of teachers in terms of, like, miss. Like, miss Lib, like... Miss Kimberly, I guess, like, is like. Have you never had boy. a male teacher? You've no. never had a male teacher in your entire I, life. That's yeah, that's statistically unlikely. That's insane. I don't think that's true. I'm struggling to think of one. No, okay, you had anyway, to. Anyway, Mister, 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 Mister Mark Wahlberg. Mr. No, you're not Marky Mark. You can't be Marky Mark. Okay, Mark Wahlberg, teach me no. something. All right. So, what's this class about? I, I did walk in. I took a seat. I sat down. I have no <laughs> idea what class I'm in. Yeah, I, I, Mark Wahlberg, am going to tell you about my my rough childhood, my, my time in a gang, and yeah, just how I got to be an actor, and okay, you're interviewing cool. me, right? That's what's happening. All right, sure. How did you get started as the boy that you are now? Uh, well... <laughs> yourself too deep yeah i wasn't expecting you to ask me any questions <laughs> i i was not prepared for an interview mark you're here to teach teach her okay all right okay this is this is mark speaking this is no longer mark Wahlberg. oh he left he, he's gone he's out of the room i'm surprised i got to meet him at all he's a busy guy so yeah. he, he just kind of had a duck and run but, Fair. all right i'm gonna teach you about junji ito Okay. Now, what well, could you spell that? It's J U N June J I G space okay Ito I T O Ito okay all right I have no idea what this is okay you said a well, lot of things yeah. don't don't know what it is all right first is it a person. It is a person. <gasps> good job. Person? You're off to a good start. Oh my you know, gosh. like is it, 50% of the, the content. Is it like a title, a Japanese title for Mark Wahlberg? No. <laughs> he, he might be friends with Mark Wahlberg, though. Okay. That bodes well. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Admittedly, I have no idea who Mark Wahlberg is. We've been making this joke pretty consistently. I have no idea. Who oh, you're going to have to call in someone else to teach you about Mark Wahlberg. Okay. That's. We literally just watched a movie with Mark Wahlberg in it. With all the, the, the heists and the crimes. Which one and the, was he? 
Yeah, he was the white guy. They're, a lot of them are white guys. They were guys. all white guys. Well, not all of them, but most of them. Which guy? Oh, like the main, the, the main guy? The main guy. He was the main guy. Oh, yeah. He's the charming boy. I could see him being with on the crime. Show. He's got charm and crime. That's the best. But kind someone of okay, someone else is, is teaching about Mark. Got it. I'm okay. teaching about Junji Ito. Junji Ito. Okay. So do you know who R.L. Stein is? Yes. Yeah, who's R.L. Stein? He made the Goosebumps books. He's a genius. Yeah. He also made the wrote the Cuckoo Clock of Doom, which probably inadvertently led to me being a diapering baby girl. Okay. <laughs> That's a lot to unpack I, right now. I, I don't know what to say about that. I uh, Clocks turned you into a diaper baby? Okay, so in, in R.L. Stein's Cuckoo Clock of Doom, um, it the basically the 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 story is about this clock that like i think the parents picked up at some antique shop or something very cliche baby like abdl tropes right here i like it probably defined the genre this book um and they picked it up and then like the the kid who was like 12 or whatever because all the kids in goosebumps books are like 12 or something mm -hmm. it was messing mm -hmm. with the clock and then it starts like rewinding like his age and like he starts becoming more and more of a baby uh -huh. and then he has to basically try to go and stop the clock from ringing because every like hour or something I, you know i haven't read this book in a long time but every time it rings or something he gets one year younger and everyone just treats him one year younger like like he's always been that age and no one remembers him being like older so he has to like as like this little two-year-old or one-year-old toddling over to try to stop this clock from basically making him not exist anymore and it's really existential like the dread is is palpable and it makes you very very scared for your own mortality but also at the same time it's kind of did, did give me a fetish kinda so hot. um I, I did read it thinking like it was my favorite this was my favorite one and i kept reading it and i was like yeah this this is what i want to happen to me except maybe not the existential death part at the end where mm -hmm. i vanish from existence but instead stay as a two-ish year old actually for me it's probably more like four or five year old but anyway my point is sure yeah rl stein i know him he gave me a fetish on the one hand existential dread on the other hand horny yeah okay so i assume junji ito is also someone who brings you both existential dread and horny yeah okay <laughs> I'm acing this class. You're doing so good. Okay. You clearly studied something. I'm okay. not sure what. But Junji Ito is like the R.L. Stein of Japan. He is a nice. prolific horror manga author. Cool. Who is notorious for um, these short stories that are very self-contained. They might have a very silly gimmick on paper mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like oh everything's turning into spirals every so you start seeing spirals everywhere and now the sky spirals and now your face is a spiral and everything spirals and it's a s mostly simplistic concepts but he sells them very well hmm, okay um and that one i referenced i think it's called uzumaki um and now that i think about it i think naruto uzumaki is because He's got the the spirals, spirals on his yeah, cheeks. yeah, yeah, super, yeah, nerdy. and that ramen thing is like a spiral, and yeah, I guess Uzumaki probably means spiral in Japanese. Okay, I is this I an open book test? Because I do want to Google it. Okay, now. yeah, you go ahead and Google. All right, so far all of my all of my classes have been open book, which I really appreciate. Um, I'm not a hard grader. Uzumaki means spiral. You you just got it. 
You got it. Also, it did bring up Junji Ito's thing, like, immediately. So, that was the first thing to come up. Yeah, so... Oh, no, makes, I hate this. Makes sense. It's Oh, my spotless. gosh. Are you looking at I, the pictures I, I did now? make the mistake of hitting images. So... Oh, it's, no. It's very... Oh, no. <laughs> oh! <laughs> are there any particular images that are uh, spooking you? Um, this one here is doing it. Yeah, yeah. So, Junji Ito has a lot of sharp contrast in the art and a lot of body horror. So, if you like body horror or you don't like body horror... He's got it for you. <laughs> okay, you need to understand. I googled Usamaki and hit images, and it's like it's like fifty percent these horrifying images, and then sometimes just Naruto. <laughs> like every once in a while, there's just there's yeah, it's just the Naruto. same thing. It's the same thing. Existential dread or ninjas. They're they're exactly the same thing. Okay. So, and why he's coming up as. 50% of the Google image results is because he is pretty big, just like R.L. Stein, and that is his most famous work. Okay. Um, another one is Tomei. It's, it looks like Tommy, but I don't know exactly how it's pronounced. All right, I'm going to Google this All right, one while now. you're Googling that, it's just this girl, and she's spooky. She's some kind of... Um, a mortal horrifying entity that will persist through the end of the universe and you can't stop her but she's just like a japanese high schooler mm-hmm. and tomie tomie right. yeah that sounds right or you might know him from yeah, some this popular is, this memes this is terrifying yeah uh-huh yep yeah yeah she's scary also hot i see what you're saying Existential dread and and a horny, horny, just like R.L. Stein. Yeah, okay. Now I don't remember if he has any baby stories, but he has put out a lot of stuff, so they're probably there. Obviously, Junji Ito, A B D L, and let's see what happens. Oh yeah, that's that's gonna come up with some good results, I'm sure. Okay, well, I I, I don't like it at all immediately. This um, diaper was made for me. Now let me explain what I just said. Junji Ito is known for a few memes. One, this hole was made for me. One of his stories, literally, there's just a wall full of human-shaped holes, and people find, hey, this looks like me-shaped. I'm going to get into this hole and see where it leads. Oh, God, why did I do that? This is a terrible idea. That's the whole story. But people love it. They eat that shit up. Also... It's it's popular enough that shows like Steven Universe are referencing that. With the uh, kindergarten, Amethyst is literally going into these holes in the wall and going like, this is her. made for me. It's a reference to Junji Ito. Really? Okay, yeah. how long has this been going on? Because like, the way you talk about it, I assumed it was kind of like a newer thing, but like, how, how long has he been... He? She? Yeah. He. He? Been uh, doing books? I, I think he's been around for a few decades at least. Like, he's wow. not new by any means. He's, okay. He's been around the block, but just like a lot of Japanese media, like, we get it a little bit later. Um, Makes sense. And I think he might have had a show recently come out. I don't know the quality of it. A but... show? I would not like to see any of these images in motion. 
I think it could be fun. <laughs> oh, my nightmares. But that's the point. But it could be horny. So, yeah, you're it right. It could okay, be horny. Give it a shot. Also, something he's notorious for. There's a lot of these stories where it's got a really gripping start, an incredible middle, you're on the edge of your seat, and then he just flubs that landing really bad. Like, it's just embarrassingly bad ending sometimes. How can you... Do you have an example? No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so here's the thing. R.L. Stein books always end with just, like, them solving whatever problem and then basically having like a final sentence where it's like or did they you know like kind of thing like all of the books are like that and it's kind of a little bit annoying because it gets really predictable so i don't know the way you're describing this is like at least at least it's... oh there's there's not a lot of happy endings at best it's like well a lot of people died and everyone's a body horror mess but you know we're all right and we're gonna move on with our lives <laughs> I guess. Just very abruptly. Not like, ah, these characters had a bunch of growth. It's like, well, I'm traumatized now. Moving on. (laughs) Okay. All right. I believe he was also the one behind the the famous shark that makes the gashunk noise. Gashunk is the sound of a shark with legs breaking through your bedroom door. You know, I've always wondered what that sounded like. I'm, I'm glad that I now know. Yeah, yeah. Again, his stories have, like, very stupid, silly gimmicks. Like, oh, what if there were a bunch of sharks with legs? And they were hungry, and they went into town. <laughs> and this guy's job is so good. Imagine. <laughs> it's, it's just pleasant. It's just fun. I mean, it's spooky. It's scary. But then you get to the ending where he flubs it, and you're like, I'm not spooked anymore. I'm just kind of disappointed in this man as an author. <laughs> okay. All right. Is there anything else you need to know about this guy? Uh, he loves cats, and he writes... And he doesn't. Right, but he, he makes horror manga about his cats as well. And they get the same level of attention and ominousness and uh, creepy art and whatnot. But they're just like his cats, just fucking around. Yeah, yeah, that's that's using your powers for good, I think. Also, in real life, he's just a, a sweetie. Like, he, <sighs> he writes a bunch of terrifying awful nonsense and then in real life he's just a really sweet guy he's taking silly pictures he's doing uh cat faces and wearing cat ears and like he's he's just having a great time he he loves this man i'm here for it do you feel like you know who juji ito is i think so i'm pretty confident so mr mark that's still, still so weird okay has she passed your Junji Ito class? How did I do? Did I get a passing grade? Did yeah. she take in the information? Has she learned? Yeah, I mean, it's it's spooky and it's horny. You got it and won. Wow, I'm so, I, I, this is the best I've done so far. Really? Are you failing the other classes? No, I've, I did pass. Yeah, but one I had to challenge the teacher's views, and the other one I had to become a horse named Laser Secret. 
<laughs> so wow. I think this is probably the the most intuitive path to success. I feel like I made the class too easy. <laughs> if like you should have had to become a shark with legs by the end of it, but I I think you still pass. you should have put it in the syllabus. Damn it! Next time. All right. Thank All right. you. Thank you for teaching me. Thank you, Mark. Bye. Bye. Okay, Chloe, we're well over an hour, and I know you have more people. Yes. So I want to I want to end this episode here, and we can we can pick back up on these lessons next week. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we'll re- we'll record them now. Yeah, and uh, but, but, but for I, a nice break point, I underestimated how long each person explaining topics to you would go. I'm doing so well. This is significantly better I, than I planned. I'm intimidated. I'm worried you won't fail any, let alone fail two. See, you keep thinking like, oh, wow, Sophie, you don't know anything. You're such a dumb little bim baby who just sits there and wets her <laughs> diapers all day. And I'm over here like, <laughs> I understand that magenta is a real color. And Junji Ito is all about scary and horny. So like, I mean, who's the fool now? Also like the horse thing. They're yeah. tall. They're, <laughs> and their names can never be reused. The measurements of horses will forever haunt me. More so than these Junji Ito arts. <laughs> I, I sincerely, like, I don't understand why we're still using the system of measurement. Says the American. Who right, still not uses using metric. <laughs> still uses imperial systems. Okay, let's let's do our outro, uh, and then let's dive back into some instructors for, for the next week. Okay. Um... Thanks for listening, everyone. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Pudding. Where? Patreon.com slash Pudding. Uh, I'm going to kind of speed through this. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at uh, the usual bet. You can also email us at the usual mailbox at gmail.com. Uh, thank you, Mimi, for helping with the theme song. Thank you, Juice, for wonderful cover arts. You can find me at patreon.com slash juiceboxart. Thank you, Kimmy, for teaching me or <laughs> I, me teaching you about magenta. <laughs> um, you can find her at bby-kimmy.tumblr.com. Okay. See ya. See ya soon. All right. Tune Bye. in next week for preschool part two. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye.